Hello, welcome everybody. SF Live episode 231. It is Monday morning, and as you can see, we're back in this studio. That also means I have a guest here with me, which I'm quite excited about. I haven't had a guest in the studio in a while, so this is going to be a great in-person conversation. I'll be joined by Marcio Fonseca. He's sitting already across from me. You can't see him yet. I'll switch camera angles in just a minute until I'm done with my spiel. We're going to talk GR Silver Mining, obviously. We're going to talk uh, 2021, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to review it and also how we're entering 2022. Company opened the, the, the year with a bang, pretty much, putting out some fantastic drill results from San Marcial. We're going to talk about those. How do they impact the resource? And what are, what are the plans following up on those great results, of course, as well. Um, but before I switch over to my guest, before I you know change camera angles and welcome Marcio officially to the program, be reminded to follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, hit the like and subscribe button as well, of course, and uh, leave a comment. What do you think of the company? What do you think of the conversation? And uh, of course, share this video with your friends. That always helps with the YouTube algorithm. That's it from my end. I said I set my piece, and now let me switch over to my guest. And uh, it's great to welcome Marcio. Marcio, it's great to see you. Thank you for having me here with oh. you at the studio. Great to have a face-to-face. -face. And considering the current situation that everybody is facing, well, it's great to be here and tell everybody what we did last year and we are, what we are planning to do in 2022. Uh, it's long overdue. We've been meaning to do this in person. <laughs> Your office is just a couple blocks away That's from right. here, but we haven't had a chance. So this is, this is really appreciated and uh, a great start to the year as well. Um, well, since I have you, let's, let's talk 2021 first. And maybe even a little further back, like how you set out, like I met you three years ago, maybe let's step even further back. And uh, you, you presented a plan to me. We sat down in Beaver Creek and your plan was, okay, consolidate Rosario Mining District and do all these things. Like, and tell me about all these things that you've done the last three years and where are we at right now? Oh, sure. Uh, I remember three years ago when I met, I told you like the core of the business of the opportunity in that district would be for a company like us to consolidate. And consolidation takes time. And we, we did what we told people we were going to do to acquire the core concessions and create a big project that's Formosa's project. And more than that, with the consolidation, we acquired a large land position in the whole state that can create optionality for investors who are participating in this company. And everything was done in a very diligent way. We didn't overpay. We didn't give up a lot of shares. We brought big partners to the company like First Majestic, so everything was done in a very conscious way. The last piece was last May, and now the company is pretty much set up to continue to grow. Well, you, you brought in a big shareholder as well. You managed to get First Majestic on the share register as well. It wasn't just a cash transaction. What is their motivation? Like, I know we talked about it in various other interviews, but since I have you face-to-face, -face, just, just recap that for us. For sure. Um, not many people is fully aware that I was one of the key elements when Silvercrest Mines was put together, financing and working with Eric Fee at that time. And at the time when the board at Silvercrest Mines decided to sell the company, I was key as a, now as, a, as an executive of the company to, to guide all the potential buyers. One of them was Force Majestic. So I became very familiar with Force Majestic, all the assets, build up some sort of connections. And when we came back to Rosario, myself and all the investors, we realized Promosas was there. And we did a lot of work on San Marcial. At that time, it was an option. And we were invited by First Majestic to buy Plomosis because they saw the quality of the work that we were doing and become a partner in the business. And of course, it was a share royalty type of deal. But it's important to say that at some stage, they participated in financing the company as well, believing what the team can deliver. Well, you've been with Macquarie before. You've been an investment banker, actually. You've had an eye on the Rosario District for a while. When was the first time 
the area caught your attention? Oh, this is go goes back a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't age date yourself, please. It <laughs> uh, goes back to 2005. Okay. When I came to Vancouver for New York as associate director, my role was to be a portfolio manager, invest in companies, junior mining companies, all the cycle, no? Uh, great cycle, 2005, yeah. 2006, 7, 8. Um, through investments and managing investments, I became familiar in that district. Other companies like Oro Gold Resources that became Marlin Gold, today is Mako Mining, uh, came across the district in a way that I realized too many companies having small pieces. And when you have a district, like other successful districts like MagSilver, other companies that control districts, Silvercrest Metals, in a way that you see that the core for the success is to make that district a single ownership. So you don't have boundaries in the mineralization. So when you find something, you control everything. So we put together uh, uh, in 2005, as I said, came across with the investment. 80 years later, sold Silvercrest Mines, had some capital. I put my money in this company, which is very unusual in this, in this business, but I'm, I used to be the largest shareholder. Today, my probably I'm in the number three, the third one. And realized that 2011, 2013, 14, 15, 16, time to organize the business. 17, we start buying some assets there. And last year, we bought the last one. Fantastic. That's, you, you finalized the, the, the acquisition of San Marcial. That's, That's right. Uh, until May 2021, we had an option. Uh, it's important, like you're, say, you're saying, three years ago, you met, you met at Beaver Creek. Uh, we are the first company ever in the history of the Summer Seattle project to go through the option, do the work, exercise the option, and acquire. That project has been in options with junior companies for more than 15 years. And we've been able to buy the project and go from 19, 20 million ounces of silver to 40. So we have a record to add ounces. That's what we are doing, drilling and adding ounces. Okay. That, that brings me sort of to the next question as well. Like, A, what have you acquired? Like when you, of course, you bought the concessions, but what came with it? And B, what have you done since? Right. So we bought first the, the, the some Marcial, some holes. We put holes there. We put a resource and a much twice the size of the resource, which can be open pit. We bought the Plomosas area that was owned by the First Majestic at that time. And a challenge. Imagine you buying a property plus 500 old drill holes. Everybody feels scared about <laughs> to deal with that. <laughs> but I said, we got to do it. We put the team together and put the first 43 on a one. Of course, there was a bit of a challenge through the period, but challenges brings opportunities as well. It's what we are doing now, doing field drilling to upgrade the grade of that area. And dealing with all the information, it's something that brings a lot of new opportunities, discovering new things inside what was an old mine. That's what we're coming across now. Okay. I just want to drill, drill the hone down since I have you here. Like on, 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 the, on the challenge last year, you put out a resource estimate. Unfortunately, some of the holds that you acquired were calculated as zeros by the QP. Is, there, is, is that something like, why did you miss that? Or why did that wasn't, I, I felt there was a bit of a disconnect between the market, the market expectations and what you put out in the end. Like how, how, tell us a bit more how that came together and why did the QP discount the, the hold so much? Uh, doing a resource estimation is a long process. It's not like a one-week job. So QPs comes to visit, they understand the geology, we prove the concept that the mineralization is much wider, and we sampled some areas, and some areas that we sent to channel samples are not part of the resource model because, you can, as rule of thumb, mm -hmm. normally you don't use 
channel samples in resource estimation. That's my background. I did a lot of just statistics before. Uh, the QP at that time was happy with the whole concept, but when he realized the quantity of holes that were historic and we didn't have the core, we could not really show the evidence. That data was showing areas that on the mine, we have visible evidence mm. of mineralization, but the drill hole below that level, for example, has just two or three samples. Yeah. So geologically, we define the boundaries to define the tonnage, but the data points would be just isolated below that level, some of those levels. So I was surprised with the QP decision, but as, as everybody knows, NI4301 is an independent report, and I need to follow the guidance of the QP and work now for the better. That's what we are doing. We are putting drill holes in some areas that are zeros, and so far, I've been very happy what I came across. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one, one more challenging question and, uh, in, in, in that regard, coming back to it. When the QP alerted you to the fact, hey, we, I can't use those values, like I, we don't have the core, it's tough to do. Like, why didn't you put a stop to the resource calculation and say, okay, give us another three, six months, we'll redrill those areas to make sure they go into the report? It was not only my decision, it was a company decision, which includes the board of the company. When you are at the fine line of the process and that decision was made, I, I, we were balancing the work of nine months, almost a year, dealing with the 500 drill holes, and making a report that I encourage everybody to read, those who would like. That's very co it's a complete report, showing not only the, 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 the issues of the zeros and, and, and the, 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 the challenges, but the opportunity. I was going to get to that next, the opportunity, because you, you highlighted that. And challenges always present opportunities. There's always a silver lining somewhere. And so, no uh, pun intended, but yeah, silver lining. Think about, uh, we had three companies. So like we had a big, one of the largest mining companies in Mexico, Grupo Mexico, that's mined lead and zinc there. But they had a lot of work, like geophysics, geochemistry, all this. For us to put this in a context, we need to have a 4301. Otherwise, it becomes just a piece of paper, historic map. So you put all this in the 4301. So now we have new targets next to the mine or surrounding the mine. Now that we are going to drill those and add ounces, that's what we're doing. And the whole discussion about looking at the data and thinking about, wait a minute, this is not just an old lead and zinc mine. You have kilos of silver and gold or multiple tens of gold in areas that have almost zero lead and zinc. <laughs> so something is going on here. And we got to put a 3D model and put a 4301. But uh, the challenge was a surprise to me because I was of the opinion at that time that we would be able to go through the process without the zeros, but it happened. And then again, like, we have a, a couple of portable drill rigs on the ground working as we speak. We are about to move a drill rig to the underground plumosas, and we know where to drill. We are not going blind. That's, that, that's the, the beauty of the process. You don't need to go Maybe a bit, yes or no. There's a good certainty that the ore is there. And I believe there will be more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And, and you started that infill program already. Can you give us some more details on the infill drilling? How much is needed? How much do you get to those zeros back into the resource? Yeah, uh, we are not putting a date for the resource. Uh, my ultimate goal is probably to get this done in 2022. We divide the area of the Plomosos mine in three sectors by levels. The first 250 meters close to the surface. We are drilling some pillars in some areas that haven't been mined and has an old hole. And what we are doing is initially probably close to 3,000 meters. And then we are going to do a run and see the upside. 
We are looking now how we are going to drill close to channel samples that have kilos of silver that were not used in the resource estimation, right, to bring this to, to, to the new resource. Also important is to the gold and silver only veins. Now we have a much better understanding where do they run and how, how thick they are in the directions. So we are putting some drill holes very strategic to really put that into the context of the model. And you you moved two you you've moved two drills already over there to, to uh, that area or how many sorry we had a two drill rigs on the surface we are about to finish the first round of surface infill drilling and we are about to bring an underground drill drill rig to the underground and we are doing something that's very innovative we have adapted some portable drill rigs to be electric and we are doing portable like ten meters fifteen meters twenty meters long short holes in areas that we can do it with two people and very quick at low cost. Interesting, electric drills underground, do they have enough power to uh, go through the rock? Plomosos was, uh, uh, was a mine that shut down in 2001. All the infrastructure is still there, all the electric cables. We are just adding some small points, eight kilometers of tunnels. We don't need to excavate a single tunnel to put a drill rig. We have location. That yeah. that's helps a lot. Yeah, I love the photos in your presentation, by the way. I think uh, Brenda standing in there, and you can see just the size and width of the tunnels as well. It's just e easy. Think about uh, the mine shows that we have two different opportunities here as a, as a geological model. Of course, there'll be lead and zinc because of the big system. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> but the presence of high-grade gold and silver is a fact. Now we are very... We are through the process tonight, one year, 10 geologists working. We are, have a 3D model. Now we know where we can go and drill this. That's the point. Low-hanging fruit now. So I'm looking that, forward. That, that's, that's my, my, <laughs> my expectation. Um, other point that not many people is aware of that, the mine, uh, the Plomosos mine, 10 years, lead and zinc, pretty much base metals oriented. But the average silver grade for the whole history of the mine was 180 grams per ton. Silver, equivalent, some people like equivalent, 330. <laughs> our, our average grade in the resource model is 40 grams per ton silver. So what we are working now, we work towards to move this 40 to close to what was the historic product, production grade. Now, um, to, just to put a bow around Plumosas before we talk San Marcial, yeah. uh, you started drilling, you've, put some hole, you, you've you pulled some holes already. What's the timeline for, for results? Like what's the lab situation in Mexico right now? Like everybody, all my peers, everybody got caught in this whole process. It's become a, a, a situation for the whole planet. Uh, what used to be like three, four weeks, probably is going to seven, eight weeks. And last week I got a, 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 an announcement by the lab that they were going to shut down for two weeks. So it's a new reality that we need to, to face. Uh, optimistically, I would see probably mid-March, late March, they start seeing some infield drill results of the first batch of holes that we completed at Plomosos. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hope you're right, but you can't influence <laughs> it. There's so much going on in the world right, right now that we cannot control. Um, let, let's get back to some really positive news. Um, and we hinted at it, or I hinted at it in the, in the intro. You put out some fantastic holes from San, Mir uh, San Marcial. And uh, I had to take some notes. I had to write it down. It's 18 and a half meters of 773 grams of silver per ton. And that's fantastic. We just talked about the resource of 40 grams uh, at Plomosos. Put that in context for us. What does it mean? And talk, talk, talk us through it. Oh, sure. Like when we bought, when entering the option to buy some Marcial, reading the old historic reports, everybody was saying that this was just a shallow resource, no opportunity for going down deep. 
have bigger shoots, bigger bodies with high grade. We are proving that we can discover. How we did that, we put a lot of knowledge, thinking, to look at the resource that we have 40 million ounces, shallow, close to the surface, can be open pit, some high grade shoots, and we connect the dots. And we did what nobody again have done in summer shell. I think you remember, you went there, it was a very small tunnel. It, it was. Today you can drive a truck inside and go into the mountain and you put a drill hole station there and put a fan of drill holes, checking the down plunge and down deep of the, the plumosus brescia, some areas above that had really high grade. And the first batch of hole came very positive. And what's important that we are not relying these 18 meters at close to 700 grams per ton in one single interval. We have five or six really plus kilo samples of silver in that interval, showing that there's something very robust there. And I'm very optimistic for the pending five holes based on the geology I've seen so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you took my next question. I was going to say like three, three holes you put out, eight you drilled in total is roughly 2,500 meter program and five are still pending. And they look similar, you said? Uh, I, I like what I saw. Of course, I cannot read it. My eyes cannot read the grade, <laughs> <laughs> but the work looks interesting. And as they are part of the same program in the same concept, uh, to expand the resource because the resource was done from the previous resource that 40 million ounces of silver equivalent 47 you can see that silver predominant this yeah. project at this area the summer area now we increase probably more 170 180 meters down deep so it's an increase in the potential if you want to talk about how much meters you want to increase from the bottom of the resource probably 60 percent increase on the footprint of the area that could be a resource in the future. Do, do you have to do any more drilling for to, for a resource upgrade? Like only eight holes, is that enough for an upgrade? Does that give you enough confidence? Uh, based on what I saw, I would like this year to go uh, bring another drill rig back to the tunnel or excavate another parallel tunnels or some drill stations because we see that there's a potential really to make it really much higher grade. And looking at the result, 18 meters at 700 grams per ton of silver, that's close to 14,000 grams per ton per meter. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a fantastic interval. And I think most of the industry like to be at, above 1,000. This is wide and high grade. We want to find more ore shoots like that. Okay, perfect. All right. <clears throat> Plumosos we talked about. San Marcial we talked about. You got a zillion other drill targets, but uh, of course it's difficult as a, as a junior mining exploration company to, to focus a bit. Let's talk about plans for 2022. Um, you've hit some other results, like La Colorada is one of the results or one of the areas you tested last year. Are we going to see more wildcat drilling or is it really a focus on bringing the resource up? So last year was important to go and test some areas. La, Col uh, La Colorado, Loma Dorada is showing to be very interesting. Now 2022 is a year to do some step out drilling close to resource areas, connect the targets and make a, a, the case for a much larger resource. Loma Dorada, La Colorada is the case of this because they are very close. It's 1.2 kilometers apart, but the rocks between them are looking very interesting. We are going to put some it's not necessarily in fuel because it's very 100 meters to 100 meters apart. Put some holes between these two targets and connect some old mines and make a, a long system. That's what we are going to do. Plomosa's mine, you might come to step out to the north because we believe we have the veins there. Right now, this resource is 700 meters long only. So the hills and some showings on the surface keep showing some veins probably up, up to 1.42 kilometers in other areas of old mines. We want to do that. So Marcial drilling around the resource and deep to see how we can expand. It's more a year for resource expansion, what you're going to see. 
Fair, fair enough. And uh, also, it's like we talked about this before we went live. Like the markets today are just terrible. Like it's a bad Monday. Like I almost called you. Said I'm going. I'm going home. I'm 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 done with this. I was going to cancel to us at once. Just, yeah. just brutal. But uh, you're in the fortunate position. You have roughly four million dollars in the bank. Is that correct? Is that that's right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And that, how, how far does that take you? Uh, can take us probably in the next uh, six months. But as a junior company, we rely a lot in the capital markets. When you see results like this, super high grade, and in investors and shareholders are asking, why don't you do more? Right? <laughs> why you don't expand the tunnel? We are we are assessing some opportunities, some partnerships, some ideas. And like you said at the beginning, controlling this big district, you have options maybe to not non-dilutive opportunity to bring some uh, more cash to the company, transacting royalties, other things that we have available. And yeah, just like at thirty cents, or like I haven't checked lately. Like it was around thirty cents the last check. It's not. It's not ideal. Like you don't want to raise money there. Yeah, no, no. Again, right? We need so. to we need to be be clever how you you work on this. I'm a shareholder in the company. I'm, I I look in that way as well, yeah. and different avenues, but we need to be fully funded in the business because we control the assets and controlling the district is something they want to maintain. That's important. Fantastic. And you, as you said, you've just invested a project actually as well. So that's a case study right there. Yeah. Last December, we completed an acquisition of a Mexican private company to sell part of the portfolio to the south of Trinidad. And we, got, we were granted a royalty. So I'm looking maybe with some part, parties, royalty companies to transact that royalty for cash. Well, there, and we had that conversation before, in, in other, like last year as well. Cimarron, areas of La Trinidad, possible areas you could potentially shave off. Is that correct? That's true. Uh, the company control many concessions in very attractive areas. Some of those have 50, 60 degree holes. Some of them even have historic 43 101. It's a classic case where investors can create a new company, and maybe your silver shareholders can earn a position that company and also the company can receive some cash yeah. Yeah. no fantastic non-dilutive i think is the key here yeah right? that, that, so, that's important because yeah. you already have 200 million shares outstanding yeah, 167 like, outstanding 190 yeah. something something like that fully diluted, diluted. exactly yeah, that's right yeah, so, yeah. fantastic marcio like why have why have we waited so long to do this in person i think pandemic <laughs> <laughs> it that's is fantastic true. catching yeah. up with you marcio thanks for coming in yeah. um thanks for presenting the outlook of the company lots lots happening looking forward to more san marcial high grade results famosa's drill results from the infill i think that should give us a very very clear guidance of where things are headed and i think they're looking up personally but uh, don't take my word for it everybody but uh, you heard it from marcio as well so, thanks for coming in Thank you very much for the opportunity. Fantastic. For all the ones. Thank you. Yeah, everybody else, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you tuning in. SF Live episode 231. Make sure to follow us here on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, of course, as well. Hit the like and subscribe button. Turn on that bell notification. As you've noticed, this is live. We're doing all our interviews live. So unedited, unfiltered, whatever Marcio said here in the, during the conversation, you heard it as well. There's nothing missing from it. So really excited to do this. And uh, we'll be back with more tomorrow.